This is the Overclocked Podcast, a regular dose of video game music and conversation from ocremix.org. This week, we debut a new segment called Retro VGM Radar and reminisce together with a playlist of remixes that introduced us to Overclocked Remix. Hello, and welcome, one and all, to the Overclocked Podcast. I'm your host for today, Jack. That's me, Jack. Uh, And... Yeah, that's all I have to say on that matter. Anyway, so today we've got a few things on our agenda. For one, over the last few episodes, we've been discussing the People's Remix Competition, which is an ongoing remixing competition that you can find over on the OCR forums. And we showed off some of those tracks on our last episode, so go and check that out if you haven't yet. But now we wanted to highlight another competition, And this actually isn't an official Overclocked Remix competition, but it might be of interest to listeners of this show. Mr. Fox, a.k.a. CompyFox, is hosting a set of ongoing competitions over at MixChallenge.com. That is Mix-Challenge.com. The Mix Challenge, which is the main competition, has been running since 2014 and has some sister competitions in the form of songwriting, mastering, and remix challenges. The mixing, mastering, and remix challenges all have source material to work with, and each competition has a client who provides the material along with some feedback for the contestants. The idea behind this is to sort of mock up a real-world business client situation. Uh, This is an opportunity to practice for that, which would be particularly valuable if you are interested in a career in music production. They are always on the lookout for new participants for these competitions, and also importantly, they are always looking for people to provide tracks for the mix challenge. Uh, Check it out if their client concept sounds at all intriguing to you. And keep in mind, they also have some more freeform songwriting competitions going on. Uh, It looks like a lot of feedback and other tips are shared over each round, and so uh, it's good for growing your skills as a composer, remixer, mixer, masterer, whatever. The current iterations of these competitions are as follows. You have the mix competition, where you have the chance to work on an instrumental metal production. Uh, The deadline for that one is June 21st. You have a songwriting competition, and the theme is Fête de la Musique, or World Music Day, itself being on June 21st. For this one, you create a production in whatever genre or style you feel like, and the deadline is the 24th of June. And then you have the Remix Challenge, which is remixing an 8-bit Robopunk production. The deadline for that one is June 18th. So go ahead and check that out on MixChallenge.com. That is Mix-Challenge.com. It bears mentioning that Mr. Fox himself is an OCR veteran. He has a Parasite Eve arrangement on the site from way back in 2001, and he also mixed and mastered the Chrono Symphonic album, one of the big album projects from the earlier days of OC Remix. Now, here's a bit we thought might be fun to mention. Remixer Joffrey Tosser recently posted on the forums that Ragnarok, a Xenogears remix by himself and FF Music DJ, has an easter egg. Since nobody had found it, or at least mentioned that they found it, he decided to reveal it himself. So the demonic chanting has a secret message when you play it backwards. Here's the chanting first as you hear it in the actual remix. And here it is backwards. So there we go. Coming up is our new segment, Retro VGM Radar. But first, here is the remix rewind. Let's look at the 
Continuing from the last remix rewind, we have another Donkey Kong Country track. Brian L. debuts on OC Remix with a Fear Factory remix called Factory of Fear. Perhaps Ambience of Aqua next? From the judges panel, Gario has an initial concern. He says, Did I just get rickrolled? Those drums are quite distinctive. The arrangement sounds pretty classic OCR in the sound design, and the arrangement is pretty conservative. The differences that are there are pretty slick, though. The variations to the theme, the extensions of the material, and the additional bridging section are tastefully done. It's not the most fresh take on the source, but it does precisely what it needs to do. Nicely done. Many YouTube commenters were also suspicious of being rickrolled, including 8-Bit Casper. Black Doom did not air such concern in his forum review, though. He says, Oh boy, now this is what I call an intense remix. It drags you into this excellent soundscape right at the beginning and keeps your attention until it's over. It may seem a bit conservative at first, but I just can't resist the beauty of such a treatment. And damn, those 80s drum fills. I really love retro-ish stuff, so this can only work as a plus for me. Very good stuff. Burning Vigor is a fitting title for that Headband Guys remix of Ken's theme from Street Fighter 2. The artist says that the arrangement is a somewhat typical metal arrangement for them, as it starts with the theme, builds to an original rhythm and solo while keeping in the confines of the source material, and resolves back to the theme. For the solo section, I was going for a very 80s Ingvi Malmsteen style keyboard versus guitar battle typically operating around D harmonic minor, which gives it a classical-esque flair. DJ Pretzel writes, The non-solo bits play it pretty close to a straight-up rock cover, but the chip guitar showdown injects a good deal of personalization. Which one's Ryu and which one's Ken? Doesn't matter. It's quick, it hits hard, it rocks out, and it's blonde with black eyebrows. Long Box of Chocolate throws down some disco glam rock, arranging Death by Glamour from Undertale in a piece aptly called Glitter Bomb. Trevor Birch from Long Box of Chocolate writes in, This arrangement is particularly wild and definitely ran the risk of getting way out of control, but I think we managed to hold it together. Some notable highlights for me include the opportunity to incorporate dance synths into a rock band setting. Hank's interpretation of the halftime breakdowns and killer sax runs across the entire board. Some may think it's over the top. We think it's just right. NICAD reviews on the forums. I, for one, think that the overall all-over-the-place feel for this remix matches the in-game character precisely. Don't let the man with angry saxophone catch up, or you're dead. The Creepy Pyro returns to Remix Rewind with another YouTube comment. Never going to get tired of Undertale remixes, and this one especially is very dandy. All in all, this is top-notch and what the song always wanted to be but couldn't be till now. Very nicely done.
Flight of the Peacock by Tamias222 arranges Mega Man X1 and 4 into a stirring cinematic mashup, as described by DJ Pretzel. The artist writes that the track was a conscious effort to go into an unexpected direction for them, at least at the time. An orchestral arrangement with a strong focus on rhythm and percussion. It is also a somewhat liberal arrangement, transforming the original sources into something new, but the connections are there once you listen for them. Fleegan777 is eloquent in their YouTube comment. I like the vibe this gives off, like a blend of intriguing adventure and exploring nature's beauty. Rotten Eggplant gives us a psy-trance take on an old fan favorite with Dark Side of the Moon, originally from DuckTales, not to be confused with the Pink Floyd album of the same name. DJ Pretzel has some genre analysis for us. The artist does a good job leveraging all or most of the psy-trance genre staples, but also throws in a pretty clever modulation of the theme to minor and then brings in major key bits later for an unexpected contrast. This introduces a more modal variation than I'm used to hearing in the genre, and struck me as unique for the style and also a distinct take on an oft-arranged source tune. Gario is on the same wavelength in the judges panel. The biggest strength of the arrangement is that it takes something already heavily arranged and does something completely new with it. It's definitely the DuckTales Moon theme, but it's so alien at the same time. Fleegan777 strikes again. One thing I've always wondered is what Hiroshige Tomomura thinks of all the popularity his Moon track has earned over the years. It's certainly given rise to countless great remixes, like this one, to which Rotten Eggplant replied, Funny thing is, I didn't realize the song was popular until after I started working on it. It was one of my friend's favorites from when he was a kid, but I didn't know much about the game before then. Another Street Fighter mix here, this time from Street Fighter Alpha 3. The track is called Grown vs. T7, and the artist Rukunetsu was aiming to, if I'm reading here correctly, create a version of Akuma's music from Street Fighter Alpha 3 that would fit for him in Tekken 7. Pretty neat! Mindwanderer from the judges panel describes interesting soundscape, that grungy synth combined with those crisp wood blocks and the heavily reverbed synths that come in later create a truly layered effect. Usually the described effects would be cause for criticism, but here it's effective in creating a unique feel. Eno Keskitalo writes a review comment just so he can include it in the podcast script. What I really like in this mix is the sense of distance it conveys. The gritty synths, the guitarish lead pushed pretty far into the background, the slapback reverb of the snare, these work really well together. 
Way to go, Eno. these remixes and more head on over to ocremix.org Good evening and welcome to Retro VGM Radar, a segment of Overclocked Podcast where we cover happenings in video game music retro gaming and, preferably, the area between. Today we cover new releases of a curious piece of music-making software, an OCR-related music library, a chip rock album, and a few podcast episodes of interest. My name is Eino Keskitalo, and I'll be hosting Retro VGM Radar tonight. Let us begin with a little disclaimer. This is not really a new segment as such. We make no guarantees that we will be the first to let you know anything. No guarantees that the things we talk about would be of interest to the general population. No guarantees how widely we will cover the happenings in VGM or retro computing. We simply take a moment to talk about some things that have appeared on our radar and that have ignited our interest. Some of the news might actually be a bit old already by the time this segment arrives. In fact, it is still up in the air how frequently this segment might appear. Since the segment is called Retro VGM Raider, we will be focusing on covering stuff that somehow relates to the music of old games, sounds of ancient systems, and that sort of thing. We do have the aim that we talk about things that should be of interest to the listener of an overclocked podcast. Now, let's get into tonight's stories. Impact Soundworks has released Allura, a solo voice virtual instrument featuring none other than OCR's own Pixie Tricks, nowadays known as Gillian Aversa. The library has a very nice demo reel on Impact Soundworks site. We'll put a link in the show notes so you can take a closer listen. It sounds to me like they have lots of quality O's. I was maybe wishing for some more good R's as well. I am joking, it is sounding very good. Nice R's too. It's quite interesting that the instrument is not a generic female voice, if you can say there is such a thing, but a very specific one, and for a long time OCR listener, a very familiar one. Impact Soundworks itself is of course a company founded by two OCR alumni, Andrew Aversa, also known as Zirkon, and Will Rosé II, also known as Buster Tunes. OC remixer Tubers Mac G has a new album out called Progression. Released mid-April on Cheap Beats label, the album is available as a download and also as a CD on Bandcamp. The album combines Game Boy, NES and electric guitar for some pretty energetic music. The material is rhythmically quite busy and rather riftastic with some progressive rock leanings, but it definitely stays melodic and very approachable. The bass is set from the very first track onwards, and the whole album is a mature work. 
also definitely worth mentioning is that the download includes the source files for the Game Boy and NES parts. Retro Island Diskettes is a new podcast by two YouTubers who feature quite a bit of vintage computing and retro game content on their respective channels. These channels being Retro Man Cave and The Back Office. Uh, the idea of Retro Island Diskettes is that each guest will pick eight pieces of video game music or otherwise computer-related tracks to take with them on a desert island. Between the picks, the guest is interviewed. The first guest was Banjo Guy Ollie, a VGM rearranger on YouTube. You can guess what his main instrument is. He has some cool stories about his experiences with microcomputers in France. Also his outrun stories. Really interesting. He also talks about the fact that his arrangements are going to be a part of a very interesting game. They are going to be featured in the upcoming game Monster Boy, a spiritual successor to the Wonder Boy series. The guest in the second episode is an actual convicted software pirate, going by the name Beast from Quadex. You can imagine it's some intriguing stuff, at least I thought so. Nice selections from some Amiga crack trolls as well. There's already a third episode out with another famed retro gaming YouTuber, Daniel Ibertson from Slopes Game Room. So with three solid episodes and more to come, we do recommend checking out Retro Island Diskettes. for vintage computing enthusiasts of the MS-DOS kind. There has been a new update for RAD Tracker after 23 years. Now what is a RAD Tracker? That, dear listener, stands for Reality Adlib Tracker. For fun, let's go through all these three things. Reality is a demo scene group originating from New Zealand on the Amiga platform, originally formed in the early 90s. Adlib is a sound card for IBM PC compatibles with Yamaha's YM3812, a two-operator FM synth chip, as its sound source. And a tracker is a style of music composing program traditionally associated with Amiga and its sample-playing capabilities. The distinctive feature of a tracker is its UI, with basically rows and columns of textual data for notes and effects. It is sometimes said that tracker pattern data resembles a spreadsheet, though for most people, at least for me, there is a little bit more fun to be had with a tracker. Okay, so when you put the three together, you have a music-making tool for the Adlib sound card, and if you're already familiar with trackers, you are pretty much good to go. The new RAD release 2.0a supports the original MS-DOS platform, but is also released for Windows and Mac OS X. The new version actually supports the more capable Yamaha YMF262 chip as well, introduced to the PCs with SoundPlaster 16 and Adlib Gold sound cards. The Windows and Mac versions of RAD Tracker include emulation of the sound chips. It's pretty cool that the program has come out of hibernation, 
The developers attribute this to the small cult following the program still has, and they were inspired to create a new release with new features and more platform support. The tracker also comes with libraries for software developers to make it possible to play rad music in your own programs, which is very cool. Here is hoping that we will see some new future MS-DOS games with soundtracks made with rad tracker. Thanks to Heavy Viper on Discord for putting this on our radar. Final story for tonight. If you are missing Stephen and Brian, the previous hosts of Overclock podcast already, do not worry. You can hear them guest on another podcast, the Super Magato Brothers, on their Sonic Mania episode. They go through a good portion of Sonic Mania soundtrack and talk about the game, the soundtrack, and the composer T. Lopez. The game has rearrangements of the classic stages both in level design and in music. It also has new levels with new music. This combination and how well it succeeds is a prominent discussion point in the podcast episode. It has good music, good discussion and good times. Highly recommended. And that is all for Retro VGM Radar for now. Remember to check out the links in the show notes and good night. Playlist is a regular collection of listener-submitted recommendations so we can all discover music together. This episode's playlist is The Remix That Brought You to Overclocked Remix. Eastern Icefield, originally from Sonic the Hedgehog 3, remixed by Big Giant Circles, and submitted by Steven.
Halls of Abandonment, originally from Alicia Dragoon, remixed by Last Unicron, and submitted by Eno Keskitalo. Time Chill, originally from Chrono Trigger, remixed by MV, and submitted by Jurito. Aphrodite Oceanus, originally from Secret of Mana, remixed by The Wingless, and submitted by Yami.
Music of Funk, originally from Batman, remixed by Stephen Kennedy, and submitted by Lion Tamer. Sphere Blue Sphere, originally from Sonic the Hedgehog 3, remixed by Ben Briggs, and submitted by Black Doom. Firecross, originally from the Final Fantasy series and Chrono Trigger, remixed by Lulz A and submitted by Phoenix Down. Dirty Mix, originally from Super Mario Brothers, 
remixed by a scholar and a physician, Binster and Rich BRF, and submitted by Mr. Jack Barton. Hey, that's me. Saber Beat Zero Version 2, originally from Mega Man X2, remixed by Dark Sword, and submitted by Tamias222. Secret Seashells, originally from The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, remixed by Miku, and submitted by Stephen Williams. Breaking the Ice, originally from Sonic the Hedgehog 3, remixed by DigiE, and submitted by 744.
Dirty Beta, originally from Sonic Crackers, remixed by Malcos, and submitted by Rexy. Synthetic Demon, originally from Doom, remixed by Scott Peoples, and submitted by DeBeerGuy007. This concludes our current Overclocked podcast episode. The next playlist theme is Mario Sports Music. I sure hope you can make a racket and ace this submission. And yes, this is a shameless tie-in with a certain upcoming Mario game. Special thanks to Eno Keskitalo and Cameron for the Retro VGM Radar, Phoenix Down for the Lyrical Wisdom, and everyone else who submitted playlist recommendations and other feedback for the show. We have settled on a bi-weekly schedule for the Overclock podcast. We hope it will give us more time to plan ahead and figure out what we're going to cover each episode and prepare segment material such as Retro VGM Radar, which you heard in this episode, and overall help us deliver a better product. New episodes should come out every other Monday, so keep your eyes out for that. Thank you for listening and see you next time. This week's lyrical wisdom. So step on up to the plate. Meet your fate walking straight on into the lion's lair. Step on up, up to the plate. Cause this ain't no game. 
It's time to make history. Yeah. The creepy pyro remarry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like your name. Flight of the peapock. Peapock. Flight of the peapock. Yeah, I can't say that.